Welcome back to the High Performance Artist Podcast. Richie Bailey, once again. This one is titled, I Completely Gave Up on Self-Improvement. And it's 100% true. I have 100% given up on self-improvement, self-development, all these different self-uplifting movements, right? The reason why I've done that is because for years, I have been trying to get to the next level. I've been trying to completely crush it, right? Just continuously moving up and forward. And it's just something that pretty much has been a part of my most of my existence, to be honest. I actually remember maybe around the age of 15 or something, my mom actually gave me a book called Gifted Hands by Ben Carson, I think his name is. Um, it's a great book. Um, she also gave me another book called Unleash Power Within. I think that was by Tony Robbins. And these are fantastic books. You know, if you've never read them, I think they're good to read. But a lot of the information that are actually that's actually in these books, I'm starting to realize that they were not actually very beneficial for me. And this is the reason why. I think the introduction should really start off not with I gave up on self-improvement, but I've redefined what self-improvement means. And to me, it means something completely different, and I approach it in a much more healthy way, I think, by the end of this podcast. You're going to maybe agree with me, and maybe you're going to change the way that you do certain things. So like I said, I got these two books, and it really showed me a different way of life. It showed me that there was always a new path that you could take. There was always a new way to do things. There was always another level to get to. And, I mean, why wouldn't I believe that? First of all, Tony Robbins is a multi-billionaire selling books and courses and events. Ben Carson ran for president of the United, United States. These are extremely amazing, gifted people. And there are people that clearly are doing something right in their life. And so when these successful people write a book, when they release a video, release a course, of course, let me see what they're doing. Let me see if I can model that in my own life. And hopefully I can be just like them. This is what any normal, rational person would think. Somebody successful does thing. They tell us how to do said thing or how they did said thing. If we only copy them doing the said thing, we can also be great. We can probably even do a thing for ourselves. And so as I read more and more, I really solidified my belief that there really was no settling. There was no reason to be comfortable. Because once you're in your comfort zone, well, you don't really have much else to do, much else to inspire, much else to gain. And once you started to settle, once you started to get comfortable, once you started to lean back and relax, well, what would that mean? That means your life starts going down, you start probably getting a little bit of weight, 
and you don't really achieve the greatness that all of these different speakers, all of these different books and courses tell you that you could achieve. So as I grew older, as I started to constantly re-examine myself and re-re-re-examine myself and go deeper and deeper and deeper into why I wasn't achieving that next level of mastery and awesomeness, right? Just recently, I would say even within the last couple months, I managed to finally free myself from that mental slavery. And these are some really strong words, by the way. Mental slavery is an extremely strong word. And if you are a heavy, heavy proponent of the sort of self-improvement, self-development industry, eh, you might not be feeling very good right now. But let me explain. Let me explain exactly why I called it mental slavery. You see, mental slavery, as Bob Marley put it, is something that you are so attached to. Maybe a belief, an identity, that it actually ends up holding you back. So this is something that you're doing fully unconsciously. It's a slavery of the mind. And there's been many, many things said about slavery and mental slavery and all these different things. But let me explain to you the other side of it, which is the mental slavery I believe that exists on the self-development end and can exist. So this might not exactly relate to you, but I'm sure you have seen people that are constantly almost obsessed with the sort of cycle of self-improvement and self-development. And I'm really going to go into what I was doing and what maybe you're doing and how you might be able to get out of that. Because if you've actually listened to this far, you too actually more than likely feel as if there's something a little bit toxic about self-improvement. You might not be able to pinpoint what it is. You might not be able to say it in a sentence or even a paragraph. But this podcast is off the cuff. I'm just talking free form. I don't have a script per se. Um, I literally have like two sentences written in front of me. <laughs> so buckle up. We're going to be going into this. So this is what I was doing. And I'm just going to kind of re reiterate what I said before. You know, I would read a book. I would get so fired up. I would go hard. I would crush it. You know, <laughs> just completely go in there. And I would just burn myself out. And this was kind of a cycle that was going and going and going. Got to keep going. Got to keep moving up. Got to keep getting to that next level. Never satisfied. Always moving. Always doing. Not settling. Never settling. And I would listen to people like David Goggins and Tony Robbins. And all these different people that would tell me, you can do it. You can be the best on and on and there's nothing wrong with that because I believe a healthy mind has some kind of belief in itself I'm gonna say that again a healthy mind does have some belief in itself and it has it should 
kind of a toxic word, should, but it, in a way, would have a healthy mind, a good opinion about itself, and the intrinsic value that you have as a human being on this planet in the way of offering your kind of special gift, your special talent to the world. Are you following me? So, with all these people telling me these things, and I'm gonna, not going to, you know, there's responsibility on my end. I sought out these tapes. I sought out these CDs. I sought out these videos and courses and seminars, right? And as I sat there in the chair for whatever seminar I was in, these people would give these amazing speeches about where they were and some of the amazing heroic stories that they themselves accomplished. And true to fact, these things are extremely inspiring. You're seeing firsthand how a human being in front of you changed themselves. More than likely they would have testimonials about people coming up who use their product or service. More than likely they're people who found success even just listening to them. So there I am thinking, look, I want to be like these people. I want to be able to one day write my own success story and be among the greats, so to speak. I would read these books thinking, oh my God, this book is amazing. This person did so much. This person changed so many lives. This person, you know, came from being super poor and now they're super rich and you'll hear read books because they are years of people's knowledge knowledge distilled into a couple hundred pages again these are all very very good things but like I said that fueled inside of me a kind of toxic cycle of getting really pumped up and then crashing into the ground. For example, I want to be able to run for miles on end. That would make me feel capable, make me feel strong, makes me feel athletic. And so I would wake up in the morning, of course, at these ridiculously early times, 4.30 a.m., 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. Because that's what you're supposed to do, right? And I would go out and I would jog. And I would do push-ups. I would go to you know one of those playground things and do pull-ups and all these different exercises that you can do at, at, at different playgrounds, right? But that would only last maybe a week. Maybe two weeks. On the side of my creativity, same thing. I'll be pumping out stuff every single day. Crush, crush, crush. And then after about two weeks, you know, I would just get burnt out. And I can kind of see looking back, all right, hold on. Why was it that I fell off of that cliff so hard? Why was it that it took about three months to recover? before I would go back into that cycle again. 
crush, 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 every single day, every single day, go, 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 right? I started to look into myself and I started to realize a couple of things. A lot of, I'll just say this. If there's a part of yourself that feels a little less than, or if there's a part of yourself that feels like you aren't good enough unless you accomplish these major events in your life, I think there's going to be a really big part of you that is ridiculously drawn to this self-improvement, self-development stuff. And I'm going to say it one more time. Improving yourself isn't toxic. Developing yourself isn't toxic. But there is a line between chasing something that you believe is going to make you this better person. And on the flip side, there's a difference in wanting to elevate the experience that's called life and do so in a way that doesn't make you feel any less than the way you feel now. Because watch this, you're going to be doing the 5 a.m. wake up stuff, the push-ups, the dieting, the fasting, the fasting, the meditating, the affirmations. And as soon as you fall off, how do you feel? Yeah, you feel like trash. Because you're supposed to do it every day without breaking the chain. You're supposed to complete pretty much flawlessly this 30-day challenge, 60-day challenge, 90-day challenge, whatever challenge you've probably signed up for. And as I'm talking about all this stuff, maybe you can also see some of the ways that you've probably stepped into that sort of toxic positivity in a way. It's kind of toxic because as you go forward to improve yourself, when you mess up, it's almost as if every single thing is undone. It's almost as if nothing you did before mattered. I mean, you might be thinking to yourself, well, you know, I was trying to do a 30-day challenge to do push-ups every day. And after two weeks, you know, I just fell off. Like, what crap? Like, I can't even do 30 days? How am I supposed to get the body that I want if I can't even finish two weeks? Who does that make me as a person? These are some of the thoughts that start to happen. But what you actually didn't think of was the fact that you actually completed two weeks. In the sort of reality of you having done nothing, you now live in this reality where you have two weeks under your belt. That is genuine success. 
that not a lot of people talk about when it comes to self-development and self-improvement. So for me, I started moving away from that after I really realized a couple things. And in no way am I going to expect you to listen to this and become completely reformed. It's a process. It's going to take time. But as you really start to realize some of the things that I'm saying, I hope it's going to click one day. And I hope my experience is added to the variety of other things that you're going to be listening to on this so-called road of self-development and improvement. So how did I actually move away from that? How did I get from this complete, this, this weight on my shoulders, this burden on my entire life where I never felt like I was doing enough to where I, kind, where I feel now? I kind of see everything as a process. I see it as a bit by bit, brick by brick type of situation. So I'm going to say a couple of things. And again, this is just off the cuff. So, you know, forgive me if I just sit there thinking about it. But how I started to move away from it was finally, after so many years, I started to realize that it was about the long game. That this whole thing was a marathon. And that whenever I put pressure on myself, that was going against the very flow that I was trying to achieve. I'm just going to break this down even more. I don't want to get too philosophical, too up in the cloud. I really want to make this practical. I want you to leave with something that you yourself can achieve, can start to put into practice today. The Great Wall of China can be seen from space. I think it's about 3,000 miles long. Actually, let me actually look at that. Great Wall of China. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> A bit longer than 3,000 miles. It is 13,171 miles. So... If you and I were, for instance, building this Great Wall of China, and I'm going to sort of equate the Great Wall of China to this sort of peak individual that we're all trying to achieve when we're on this road called self-improvement and self-development. There is this Great Wall of China that we are trying to build for ourselves that's 13,171 miles long and can also be seen from space. We see Tony Robbins, and he has his Great Wall of China that everybody can see from space that is pretty much an empire. And you have your people that you look up to that have their Great Wall of China, right? So if you and I were going to build this wall, the wall of having the body that we want. The wall of China, that means we have a great relationship 
with her friends and family. Wouldn't it be best to build this wall brick by brick instead of mile by mile? Because you might be thinking, all right, well, if we build this wall a mile at a time, we're only going to need 13,171 days. All right, good enough, interesting. But watch this. If you start to build the Great Wall of China brick by brick, <laughs> how long do you think that's going to take? Probably a lot longer than you and I are going to be alive combined. And so you start to think, oh my God, it's going to take so long. It's going to take forever. I want a Great Wall of China. I want to be awesome. I want people to see me from space. I want people to be passing by Earth and like, oh my God. That's Richie's Great Wall of China. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Those are some of the thoughts that we think. We start to forward or we start to think about the future. Like, oh my God, if I could get this done, this would be amazing. People would be so inspired from maybe the story I'd be able to tell them on how I did this. So you go outside, you wake up at 5.30 a.m., you're like, all right, I want to be able to run 10 miles. Okay, first of all, you've never even ran a mile in your life. And you're like, yeah, let's go, right? And you start jogging. And maybe after 60 seconds, you're completely winded and you feel like trash because your lungs are on fire and your heart's about to explode. The point is, why is it to us, the self-improvement, the self-development crowd, why is it pretty much a sin, pretty much a sin to just go outside and, I don't know, just have a walk, just have a stroll? You think, oh my God, like, how is getting up in the morning or whenever, how is three minutes of exercise going to contribute to this sexy hot bod that I want to achieve. And after thinking for a while, this is when it really started to make sense to me. It started to really click when I actually understood that the walking came first. I wanted to run I wanted to jog and I couldn't even do the level one stuff. Like, look, if you play video games, or, I mean, you more than likely 90% of the people on the planet have played video games. Let's think about it like this. And this is going to change your mind forever. If you play video games, and you do on some level, right? You've interacted with some level-based system before. When you first start the game, what level do they put you at? When, you know, what level do they put you on? If you said level one, you're actually wrong. Almost all games will start you off at the tutorial. They have to show you the freaking controls. Does anybody on the face of this planet who's never played a video game before think, tutorial, I don't need that, put me at level 10. I want to be able to do level 10 stuff right now, right? Nobody says that. You have to be shown the controls. It feels like a crutch. Like when you break your leg, do you think, I don't need this crutch? I'll just start walking and my leg's going to heal itself. Nobody, for some reason, everybody understands these things 
when it's not themselves. We're okay using a crutch when our leg is broken because we understand we need something to lean on as our leg heals. And even when our legs heal, it's gonna be a little tender. So we're gonna have to go slow with it. When we play a new video game, we need the tutorial so we even know what to do. And then in level one, we don't expect the game to throw a level 10 boss at us. We don't expect that. We don't expect a baby to know how to walk as soon as it comes out of the womb. But when it comes to us, oh yeah, I'm going to go hard. Because we watched some motivational video on YouTube talking about go hard or go home, no sleep, this and that. It's called a toxic cycle for a reason. And this is really, again, some of the stuff that started to click for me. I really hated being at the tutorial stage. I hated being at level one. And I just wanted to level up as fast as possible. And level up I did, quickly. I'd get to level five, but then I'd be pretty trash as a level five person. Because when the level five problems hit me, I didn't even master the techniques and the skills I needed at level one. So I'd get demolished. And so I'm starting to get comfortable with level one. I ditched self-development and I ditched self-improvement and I changed it with peace and gratitude and the sheer comfort of being okay with where I'm at, which is level one. I don't know what I don't know. And if I mess up, I'm like, all right, that just means I have more to learn at level one. Watch this. When you can solve all the problems at level one, level two will naturally appear. Our brains are hardwired to want to challenge ourselves. And I think that's what all this motivational stuff really tugs at. We all want to improve and that's fine. But I really believe that if we can truly sit at level one and allow all of those problems to not phase us anymore, level two is going to be the easy next step. And then when we're not phased by all the problems at level two, level three is going to be the easy next step. There's no forcing, there's no fighting, there's not really any motivation needed. I mean, if you want to exercise more, do you need motivation to just put the shoes on? Probably not. And if that's the level that you're at, that's the level that you're at. And after maybe a day or two or three of just putting the shoes on, you might be like, you know what, I'll just step outside for a minute. I'll just, I don't know, walk around the neighborhood. 
But if you've been trapped in that sort of toxic cycle for a long time, I know it's going to be tough. It's going to sound like you're settling. It's going to sound like, okay, how am I supposed to get to where I'm going at scale, at speed and level up if I'm just okay accepting the bare minimum? What I'm saying is that you're not even ready for anything more than the bare medium. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're not ready for anything more than the bare minimum. And that's okay. When you start looking at, I believe, some of the people who have a long-term success, they don't talk in months or weeks or 30 and 60 days and all these different things. If you really start to listen to those people that you look up to, try to figure out how long they really have been at what they're at. Years, sometimes decades. And there is no space for rushing or sprinting when the goal that you want to achieve is going to take years or maybe even a decade or two. I mean, if you listen to Gary V, he'll say the same thing. It took him 16 years, 13 or 16 years to really blow up. And social media is teaching us that we too can blow up overnight. And that's just not true. If you really listen to Gary V, and you truly hear what he is saying, I think one of the deep core messages that he preaches is patience. Do what you can do with what you have, however much time you have, because your success is going to take years, true success. just like his did. I think I heard two people ask him something. And I'm going to close off with that. There was a lady that came up to the mic and, he, uh, and she asked Gary Vee like, hey, you know, I've been putting out videos on YouTube for two months and I'm just not getting any traction. I barely get any views. It was like two months. <laughs> you know, he basically told her that he was putting videos on wine library tv for over a year and nobody watched them another person said you know i've been doing this podcast for i think he said close to a year and he's just not getting any traction not getting any traction not getting any listeners and gary said come back to me when you've been doing it for 10 years Because that's the genuine game. I think, this is my opinion. My opinion had me realize that the game is in decades. If you take two people who's thinking their whole life is going to change in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, which in some cases, sure, but their entire outlook on the on the world is just going to magically shift versus 
the person who says, you know what, for the next 10 years, this is what I'm going to dedicate my life to. For the next five years, this is what I'm going to dedicate my life to. This is what I'm going to dedicate my time and my energy to. The probability lies with the people that think in years, not really days or weeks or a couple months. And I was in that latter category. I was hoping that with enough effort, with enough force, with my foot planted firmly on the gas pedal, that I could just punch my way through. And it never really worked out. And it wasn't really until I just did something different. And I think that's kind of my challenge to you. Do something different. If you're super obsessed with 30-day challenges, that's fine too. For the next 30 days, don't try. For the next 30 days, do as little as possible. If you want a better body and you're struggling with diet and exercise and all of that stuff, put your shoes on and go outside and walk for five minutes. Don't jog. For 30 days, don't jog. Don't wake up at 5.30. Just figure out a time that works for you that's not going to stress you out and do as little as possible. I think that's going to enlighten the way forward. And look, after 30 days, you might be walking five minutes. After 90 days, you might be able to walk for 30. And after a year, you might be able to start jogging consistently. And the entire way there is not going to feel forced. It's not going to have any guilt attached to it compared to maybe the way that you're doing it now. And this goes for any area of health and wealth and relationships. If it's with wealth, what's the minimum amount of money that you can invest? What's the easiest thing you can invest in? Maybe you can invest in a book that even teaches you how to invest. Don't be afraid to put the crutches on because most of our legs need healing. At least that's what I started to realize. And if it's with relationships, it might be the same thing. If relationships are not where you really want them to be, there's probably something inside of you that's telling you, hmm, I might need to work on my conversation skills. Hmm, I might need to understand how the people I'm interested in think hmm my marriage or my relationship with my spouse or significant other isn't going that well how much do I really know about healthy relationships how much do I really know about what makes me attractive as a person to maybe keep and sustain the attraction to my partner long term people who are successful know a lot of the times why they're successful and they know more than likely a lot about the topic there's no way a billionaire in real estate knows nothing about real estate <laughs> there's no way 
somebody who is very successful in their field wouldn't be able to tell you almost everything about their field. So start with knowledge. Start with simple execution, the most simple possible. And then work from there. And I mean, who knows? A year from now, you might be doing 10 times what you thought you would be able to do. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you real soon.